This Pride Month, Womanica is brought to you exclusively by Mercedes-Benz. Together, we're honoring people who've expanded the norms of gender and sexuality in the performing arts. Mercedes-Benz embraces the freedom of individual expression and continues to support and stand with the LGBTQIA community. Listen all month long as we share stories of proud individuals whose authentic expression in their lives and bodies of work have challenged norms, driving society forward. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. Today, we're talking about someone who wasn't herself a star of the stage. Instead, she created a space for others to dance, perform, and be free. She was an androgynous queen of nightlife during one of the most liberated and frightening times in French history. Please welcome Freda. Suzanne Jean Boulet was born on November 8, 1914. She was raised in France. Her father was an insurance agent, and her mother was a plumassier and worked with feathers. Suzanne studied at the École de Paris, a public school of art and design. But in the economic fallout of World War I, her family struggled financially. So at the age of 17, she decided that she needed to earn a living. Suzanne started by painting sets at the Folie Berger, an established cabaret music hall that opened in 1869. It's where stars like Josephine Baker and Maurice Chevalier had their debuts. And it was there that Suzanne first discovered the vibrant nightlife of Paris. One day, the club asked Suzanne to be an extra for one of the shows. But they soon decided she was actually too masculine for the job. Instead, they suggested that she go work at Le Monocle, a lesbian nightclub in the Montmartre area. Le Monocle was founded in 1932, the period of Parisian history known as Les Années Folles, or the Crazy Years, had just ended. During that time in the 1920s, the economy boomed and the city became a cultural capital. Many writers, musicians, and artists from all over the world gathered in the city to live, work, and exchange ideas. The left bank was home to the boom of cafe culture, as artists and bohemians gathered by day. And the right bank was the center of Paris by night. In Montmartre, queer women sought out Le Monocle to enjoy music, dancing, and the relative freedom to do as they pleased. At Le Monocle, most women dressed in the traditional style of gentlemen, with short hair and tuxedos. Suzanne adopted this look, and a masculine pseudonym, Fred. In his autobiography, the actor Errol Flynn wrote, Freda dressed better than any man I've seen. Her haircut looked better on her than on any man. Freda met a few of her lovers at Le Monocle. One night in 1936, she met the German actress Marlena Dietrich. It's said that Marlena wore a bracelet that looked like a long snake winding down her arm all the way to her index finger. It was meant to scare off men who wanted to kiss her hand but she did let Freda kiss her hand in the end. So began a romance that lasted four years. Over the years, Freda also had relationships with the actress Lena Marconi, the princess Zina Rachevsky, and the Mexican actress Maria Felix. The relationship with Maria ended poorly. Maria sued Freda for allegedly stealing a necklace she'd given her and a painting that the surrealist Leonor Fini had painted of the two of them. Once returned, 
Maria had the face of Freda painted over with her own. In December of 1938, Freda opened her own cabaret called La Silhouette. But it wasn't open for long. When World War II broke out in 1939, Freda fled to Biarritz on the southwest coast of France. There she opened another club called La Touch Wood. At the end of the war, she returned to Paris and opened what became her final cabaret, Le Carolles. It was a nondescript gray building that soon became a hub for the jet-setting elite, bankers, diplomats, singers, and movie stars. It was also the first club that allowed women to dance together. Le Carolles remained a success until the disco era began to rise. In 1970, Freda became ill with leukemia and sold the cabaret. She retired to her country house and died on February 13, 1976. She was 61 years old. All month, we're highlighting queer stars of the stage and screen. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.